Hi there, my name is Pete. This is Social Distance Sir. This is a Sunday show and um, time is running out for President Trump. Be under no illusions that he is trying to uh, get as much money out of his supporters as possible um, uh, under the guise that he is raising money to fight legal challenges because the, the election was a fraud. Um, however, those uh, legal challenges are coming to nothing because there's no evidence of fraud and has been pointed out a couple of times. Um, they're saying one thing in press conferences, but then when they walk into the courtrooms, they are not saying it's fraud because you get into trouble if you lie to a judge. So it's all a grift. It's the biggest grift going. And it's a good one, you know, if you can convince enough fucking stupid people to uh, part with their money by saying, you know, we're for freedom and democracy and, um, you know, you're being lied to, give us your money. Now, what is he going to do with all this money? Because it's obviously not going towards the court cases because the court cases aren't happening. What's what's they're happening, but they're being... Uh, dismissed very quickly so that doesn't cost a lot of money so well they're paying off the campaign debts for the um, election campaign and also there's thinking now that he's basically trying to get a war chest together to fight his case in court when civil and criminal proceedings um, uh, uh, face him confront him in the next couple of months and years when he's out of office. There's two courts in New York. One, I think it's like, I don't know what it's called, but some court in New York and another one in Manhattan, which is obviously in New York. Uh, So two different courts in that New York area are going after Trump and they're looking, they've got civil cases after him, but they're looking to build a criminal case against the Trump organization and the thinking is that he's using this you know slowly collapsing window of opportunity to get as much money as possible so he doesn't need to spend his own money and of course there's a massive question mark as to how much money there is you know um, and anyway it's uh, you know it's one by one slowly but surely people of some kind of influence not much but some influence and also influence for for him as well friends of his are realizing well actually we've got to kind of um you know turn the page here (laughs) now interestingly the the most there's only been three republican uh, senators that have come out against him so far which is fucking nothing you know Uh, mitt romney came out very strong ben sass who's looks like he's gearing up for 2024 and some other guy um but you know the vast majority of the republican party are um, lockstep behind trump still and even mitch mcconnell isn't asking questions about you know what are you going to do in a couple of weeks time you bloody idiot you know you got joe biden on, on your doorstep pal but chris christie who isn't a um, He's not an elected person anymore. 
but he is friends with Trump and he worked with Trump on the first um, campaign debate. So, uh, you know, well, it's the first debate for the campaign where, you know, Trump went nuts, you know, that first one. Um, and Chris Christie was asked by George Stephanopoulos today about whether he should, um, you know, whether Trump should basically give up. And this was what happened. Is it finally time for this to end? Yes. And, and here's the reason why. The president has had an opportunity to access the courts. And I said to you, you know, George, starting at 2.30 a.m. on Wednesday morning, if you've got the evidence of fraud presented. And what's happened here is, quite frankly, the conduct of the president's legal team has been a national embarrassment. Sidney Powell accusing Governor Brian Kemp of a crime on television, yet being unwilling to go on TV um, and defend and lay out the evidence that she supposedly has. Um, this is outrageous conduct by any lawyer. And notice, George, they won't do it inside the courtroom. They allege fraud outside the courtroom, but when they go inside the courtroom, they don't plead fraud and they don't argue fraud. This is what I was concerned about at 2.30 in the morning on Wednesday night. Listen, I've been a supporter of the president's. I voted for him twice. But elections have consequences, and we cannot continue to act as if something happened here that didn't happen. You have an obligation to present the evidence. The evidence has not been presented, and you must conclude, as Tucker Carlson even concluded the other night, that if you're unwilling to come forward and present the evidence, it must mean the evidence doesn't exist. That's what I was concerned about starting on election night, and I remain concerned today. I think it's wrong. I think what you've heard, lots of Republicans starting to say this. I said it on election night, and I hope more say it going forward because um, the country is what has to matter the most. As much as I'm a strong Republican and I love my party, it's the country that has to come first. So there we are. That's uh, Chris Christie. But you know what? There's a big, 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 big thing happening in the world today. Not the world, but certainly in the UK. And if things are happening in the world, then count yourself lucky. Because <laughs> in the UK, it is a slow news day. I mean, really, that's as best as we can do. Playing Chris Christie, for Christ's sake. You know, it's desperate. Desperate times when old Chrissy boy is on the, uh, on the cover. Now, it happened once before. April the 18th, 1930, is a, is a date that has gone down in history because there was no news, right? Get this. Um, the evening prior to April the 18th, 1930, the British government wanted to deny some news which had made the rounds, but because the newspapers weren't printing due to the holiday, they went to the radio. Within 24 hours, these untold issues were no longer news, and apparently BBC Radio determined that nothing else was either. For their 6.30 broadcast that evening, they simply announced there is no news and filmed the remainder of the time with piano music. Beautiful piano music. Um, but 57 years ago today was probably one of the news-filledest days <laughs> in the 20th century and certainly for America 
because as you probably know in the states I don't know fucking maybe you fucking don't but maybe you should do well I'll tell you shall I JFK bam right in the head <laughs> is it too soon to make jokes like that? probably isn't too soon to make jokes like that anyway he um you know got shot in the head and um the seven seconds that broke the back of the American century as Dondolillo beautifully describes it big moment here we go let's go back in time to 57 years ago so we are talking the 22nd of November 1963 here is a bulletin from CBS News in Dallas Texas three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas the first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. From Dallas, Texas, the flash apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th president of the United States. So there's Walter Cronkite there, looking all emotional, like some kind of busted fireplace. 57 years ago today. And, um, you know, there's a tiny bit of news, but basically it's all about the sausage and his sausage fest tomorrow. Um, and what are we expecting? Well, we're expecting him to lay out that the tier system will be tougher. Um, going on what we know that the Southwest has bloody ramped up the league table, rocketing up there. So um, hopefully the restrictions will be tougher than they were earlier. But, you know, gyms and non-essential shops will open again. We know that. And obviously restaurants will open again and, um, you know, pubs will open again. So, you know, is it worth it? I'm not entirely sure whether it is or not. We haven't seen the evidence, as I said on Friday, that that it's working. You know, the... the it looks like, thing, well, we know that things are coming down in terms of, uh, you know, confirmed case numbers are coming down in uh, in the north, uh, which is obviously brilliant because that's where it was the highest, but also that's where tier three was for the longest. So is it just, uh, you know, from that, like a very slow uh, runoff from that? Probably is. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. So, um, you know, you know my view on all of this, the tighter the better. <laughs> but, um, you know, well, let's see what happens. And then they're saying up to four uh, family groupings can meet for Christmas, for, for up to five days of Christmas. This isn't sorted yet. It's not um, totally, uh, you know, agreed. Um, but that's what they're talking about. It might be three, it might be four family groupings. It might be four days, it might be five days. 
apparently Nicola Sturgeon is saying, what about Hogmanay? Hogmanay's really important for us. Hogmanay! And, um, which is New Year's Eve to everyone else. I don't know what Hogmanay means, probably Joanna and other Scottish listeners does, does, do. Does, does, do. But anyway, you know, there is no news, basically, um, which is good, I suppose. Well, it's very good. Apart from the massive... (laughs) Apart from the coronavirus. But why the fuck would I talk about that? (laughs) Anyway, it's clearly a bloody grift. I'm I'm on the grift train, too, because I thought it would be a fun uh, title episode. And... I did ask the researcher, because I've been on Dartmoor all day, right? News to me is the beautiful lichen. I'm liking the lichen on Dartmoor. And uh, found out a beautiful um, uh, uh, name for a, uh, for a lichen I mean, in, a minute, in a minute. Or is it a mushroom? A fungi, it's a fungi, yeah. Jesus. Anyway, um, yeah, so I asked a researcher what's going on, and he said, no, there's no news. But do you remember that day the, where there was no news? So that's the content. That's how we come up with a bloody show, you know, ladies and gentlemen. But also, episode 200 is going ahead, looking really good. We've got some excellent content planned. Not too far away from us now, is it? No. Uh, so tune in for that. Um, share it, like it, tell your friends. You missed the song? Yes, if you did miss the song, then uh, email back and say, oh, God, have you missed the song? Yeah, but share it like it, tell your friends, even though you're not hearing that. That is the message. And so tomorrow we should know more from the Sausage Fest. Uh, Probably not much, but, you know, who knows? Because I think that it's going to be a bit vague because not much is determined. Whether it can be determined, you know, between now and when he talks in the House of Commons, probably not. Uh, but anyway, we'll see what happens. And until then, now I found out there's a fungi called plums and custard. Isn't that beautiful? It's got a lovely plant. Pl- it's like a mushroom. Just when I say fungi, just think a mushroom. It's like classic toadstool-shaped mushroom, and it's got a beautiful kind of plum-coloured top and a custard-coloured edging around the rim. Think of the thing that you've never seen before, plum <laughs> plum and custard fungi. One, two, three, walk between the raindrops. Take care of yourselves. Thanks ever so much for listening. See you later. Bye.